Welcome to the Sweet Run Podcast, your source for all things running and travel in super fun destinations around the world. We're your hosts, Gerald Mitchell and Natalie Mitchell. Welcome to episode 82 of the Sweet Run Podcast. And this week, it is our extreme honor and pleasure to welcome Meb Kofleski to the show. You guys know who Meb is. It's just so fun to talk about his huge list of accomplishments, including he is the only runner in history to win the New York City Marathon, the Boston Marathon, and an Olympic medal. Meb is a best-selling author and co-founder of 26, a brand celebrating and enriching the enduring spirit of running culture. And they have super cool hats. During our Zoom call with Meb, he busted out his 26 hat, and I want to buy one. I know you guys should definitely buy one. Meb is awesome. He is retired now, going to tons of races, dropping knowledge to runners everywhere, speaking, being on panels, and making a real difference in our sport. He is living in Tampa, Florida with his beautiful wife and their three daughters. We talk about what life is like in the retirement phase, um, what he's up to. He still runs nearly every single day, you guys. Meb is amazing. We are so thankful to bring this conversation to you guys. He only had a short amount of time to talk to us, and that grew into a full hour of fun and conversation. So we talk about where Meb lives in Tampa. Meb shares with us his favorite places to run in Tampa, where he likes to dine out, where to hang out in Tampa, and so much more. We should get right to this conversation and let you guys enjoy it. So here we go. We have to take a moment to shout out our longtime sponsor, Inside Tracker. Inside Tracker is a science-backed, trackable action plan that helps you answer the question, and you guys, know what I'm going to say. What is going on inside my body? It's all done through a blood test and Inside Tracker takes care of everything else. They provide you with a comprehensive plan to tell you what you're doing right and what you need to work on. They give you supplement suggestions, recipe ideas, and so much more. It really is a game changer for athletes and to become a better person. So, We have a code for you. Use the code SWEETRUN to take 25% off of everything that Inside Tracker has to offer as you gear up for more races throughout the spring and summer season. This is absolutely the way to go. So we love Inside Tracker. We know you guys are going to love Inside Tracker. Go check it out. And now, friends, please enjoy our awesome conversation with Olympian, winner of the Boston and New York City Marathons, best-selling author, entrepreneur, speaker, and so much more, Meb Kofleski. Meb Kofleski, we are so honored to have you on the Sweet Run podcast. Welcome. Thanks for having me. It's great to be with you guys. Yes. And right off the top, um, I, I was thinking about all the interviews and, you know, times we've seen you on stage and all the things you've done. Um, what's what's your first reaction now to when people introduce you and they, they give all the highlights and it gets so long? Is that uncomfortable? Is it like, yeah, I did that? Or are you like bored with it at this point? What What is that reaction like for you when you hear that? And that's pretty great honor. Yeah, I did that because, you know, for me, it's been a big uh, bucket list, to say the least, um, that, hey, I want to w- 
make a cross country team or want to go to NCAs, win NCAs, and then you're like, okay, I want to represent our country at the national level. And then once you do that, it's like, okay, I want to be an Olympian. It's my dream to be an Olympian. And then you, when you win a medal, you're like, okay, it's happening in front of you. So your dreams are becoming a reality as you're running through. And then, you know, like the Boston Marathon or the New York City Marathon, they were like, okay, I want to win those races as well. And then to have accomplished that and then put people introduce you, you know, when I won the Boston Marathon, especially, and they said, here's your 2014 Boston Marathon champion. And then I just went to tears because you've been visualizing that for decades to make that happen and your dream to come true. And I felt honored to be able to, you know, get introduced as a Boston and New York City Marathon champion or Olympic silver medal. So no, always a great honor, never gets old. And uh, I'm just grateful for the people that helped me in that journey. Uh, they say it takes a village to raise a child and definitely that had been the case for me you know my parents gave me great honor to be who I am but also in the journey from my coach from my wife from my brother manager Howie and his team they they make it simplify and, and the people all those people that were on the bike they helped me do the workouts all those things so it kind of makes you appreciate the journey because yes you might have been won those titles but then at the same time there have been times where things do not go as well so you are more grateful for those moments when they, when you did it, hit a home run and everything perfectly matched up. Great. You know, it's so funny. I think about like your relationship with Bob Larson, your longtime coach. And uh, I mean, what, what is that like now in retirement? I mean, do you guys miss each other? Do you stay in, in touch? Is he, do you like, you know, get together and he gets on the bike to coach you just for old time's sake? Well, we do keep in touch. We are, uh, I am in Tampa, Florida, and he's in California. So that distance kind of is a little bit hard on us, but uh, we do text each other. And when we get together, when I go to San Diego, sometimes he, he, he does want to, you know, go, he goes on a bike ride and I run and we chit chat for like good old times. And, but right after I retired, when I was living in San Diego, there was, um, he said, Hey, I want to go on a ride bike with you. I said, well, if you're going to ride the bike, I'm going to put you to work and I'm going to make you work harder to do mile repeats. So he's like, how many do you want to do? I'm like, I'm going to do about four to six miles. And then he goes, okay, what are your goals? I'm like, well, let's see how it happens. And then I'm going to five minute and then cut it down. And then this is after I retired. Uh, so I ended up running like four, 456, 452, and then 448 and 446. And then my last mile was 436. He goes, we need you to find your race. <laughs> okay, Mev, that does not sound like retirement yeah. cases yeah, to me. Yeah, that well, and then it's not like that anymore. I kind of ease down from that phase now. I don't do intervals. I don't do tempo runs, but it was just fun to kind of say, I still, I think I still got it, you know, kind of thing for more for, for the mind, I guess. Sure, sure. Yeah. Now for you, uh, what is retirement and from a, from a daily or a weekly mileage log? What does that look like? I mean, do you go weeks without running or is it still like just part of the everyday routine? Cause it's been such a, you know, it's been your life for so long. Uh, I can't go a day without running. No. <laughs> I mean, people say after the retire, you're supposed to follow your passion and whatever else, but my passion has been running. So uh, and I, I love it personally to this day. I love the training for it uh, in terms of what I do for training. And, you know, as some of you might know, I run about, I used to run about 100 to 135, 136 was my peak miles a week. And now I do 30 to 35 miles. Uh, uh, so 100, 100 miles less, um, which I'm not complaining. I'm pushing my body's not complaining either, but I still like to run every day. Uh, sometimes we do the kids' schedule or something, I might not run, or if I have a little bit 
injury that I'm feeling, I'd rather take a day off or two. But if I go past two days, then I'm 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 missing it definitely for sure. And unless it's injury, then you kind of force force the to side be on the sideline. But I try to prevent prehab instead of rehab and so even stretching diligently eating right and sleeping is still in my regimen but at the same time I still love to get out the door I like to do it early in the morning get down four four or six miles up to six miles a day and five days six days a week and maybe use uh, Sunday as a rest day but other than that I still still enjoy this getting this little sweat going I know I feel like once a runner always a runner and you know but when you were saying you know at your peak, you were running 136 miles a week. So that's a hundred miles less. Like, honestly, how does that feel? I mean, does it feel good? Or do you feel like I'm missing something or you're just like, well, I've done that for so long. And now I'm just happy to be, you know, just running 35 miles, 36 miles a week. No, I think I'm happy to do that. The 100, uh, 135, 136 back in my heydays. And now, for example, as I got older, I was transitioned to do more recovery days. So I was instead of seven day cycle, as I talk in my book, Met for Mortals, nine day cycle, kind of give two days in between recovery. And I would, you know, sometimes to take the afternoon off, I would cool down, like, you know, usually typical is three mile warm up, three mile cool down, do the workout. And then, but for me, and then do evening workouts. And again, but I just, what I did was my cool down would be four miles, maybe even five miles. And then that way, take the, the evening off so you can have a complete 24 hour recovery. So now I, I miss it. Absolutely. I do miss it. But at the same time, I know at one point it was a challenge. The mind can, can do it. The body can possibly do it. But now I know for sure the mind thing can do it. The body cannot do it anymore. So that kind of <laughs> makes an acceptance to say, you know what? Yeah. Up to 2020, I was you know, I said, Hey, maybe I can still got it, you know, but now I'm very comfortable, um, not saying, Hey, I missed this. Or to this day, some people, I, they see me at the Boston marathon or New York city marathon. They're like, they still think, are you still in shape to win it? And I'm like, definitely not. I know the workouts are not there to prove that. So I'm, I'm okay. Just having recreational running. Yes. And then with the rest of retirement, cause you've got so much more free time now, you are designing shoes, running a foundation. A, you got a 26 as a brand. How many plates do you have spinning? What, what, are, your, what are your big plates right now that you have spinning? Oh, oh, okay. okay, I want that hat, Meb. That what's, is so cool. What's, what's up? Talk I to us about it, Meb. What's happening with 26? <laughs> you know, as a team behind the team, you know, it's just doing something different. And, you know, as a runner, I were in the heat or in the rain, I would love, I'm always wearing a hat. Even when I was in high school, I was wearing a hat. So we thought about 26 athletics to be able to be the brand. And it's fun, you know, to be able to help sketchers with the input of, you know, uh, feedback of the shoes they're designing. And, you know, 2011, when I first started with them, it was a great honor to be able to give them back as much as I can. I mean, we use Curtis Stockbridge. We stuck two, three times a week, you know, hey, change this, do this. And then he would modify the shoes and send it to me and then, you know, yeah, I like it. And maybe I don't like it as well. Let's do my, something else. And then he would do that. And then send me, I would have lined up shoes, like 10, 15 of them lined up. I know he would just, uh, at least he would give me three options, A, B, C. And then so which one you feel comfortable with. And then even when I go to a race, if I, they're very similar, take both and, and make a last minute decision. So it's also awesome because to be kind of part of the team and contributor to the design of their shoes is all, uh, an amazing feeling. And and feel proud of it at the same time because in, you know back in the days was uh, whatever shoes you go to the store and get it or 
he didn't have much say, uh, even though sometimes when I was with Nike, you know, they would come give a little bit of feedback on what we think about it. But now this was more hands-on to be able to help them. And it's wonderful. And obviously with the foundation, as I retire now, is uh, Met Foundation maintaining excellent balance through health, education, and fitness for young kids is important. That's how my running got discovered when I was in seventh grade. And you want to give back as much as they can, whether it's some kids just need motivation to work hard, to be smart, make good decisions, and others need gears, whether it's shoes or shorts or shirts or backpacks and things like that, or for those that have sacrificed so much over the years, maybe give them a little bit of scholarship uh, to, to help them fund a little bit of their college. So with the Foundation, that's where my energy is, and it's fun. And I got three daughters, my, my wife here, Dance, and I are super busy with soccer. And, you know, when you have two, two kids, you can handle it, but when you have a third one, you know, you got to look for a substitute or a guidance from some other parents. So we do carpooling and things like that. It's pretty awesome. And, but yeah, this is their time. And for me, I always wanted to have kids and I wanted to be, uh, once I retire, I wanted to be there when they're capable to do their sports. So as much as I can, I do a little bit of traveling now, but maybe a little bit in the spring and a little bit in the fall when the New York and Boston marathons are. And, but other than that, I just, you know, be there for them, take them to practice and go to their games. And, uh, you know, you know, kind of, inter- it's, it's a lot easier than the marathon. I can have my hot tea and on a sit on the bench and kind of watch games. <laughs> uh, soccer is my passion anyway. So uh, it's, it's fun. It's fun. Very uh, good. Your daughters are so beautiful. How old are they now? Oh, my daughters are uh, Sarah 16. She's driving them. Most people don't, can't, 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 can't phantom that. But, uh, <laughs> you know, 14 is Fiori and then Johanna is uh, 12 years old. So they're, they're getting to be mature women soon. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay. So how does it feel being in the car with your daughter? Is she driving you around? She is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, Jordana is my wife and I we let her drive for a year with us uh, whenever we went. Now she got her own driving license. I said, I won't critique you. You know, that's your, you know, you got a license to be. But at the same time, if, if, you, if you're open to it, I'll be more than happy to help you here and there. But I'm not the lecture lesson as much as I could just let them kind of figure things out. And, uh, but no, at the beginning it was like, roll that window down. I'm going to get nervous. I'm going to sweat. <laughs> <laughs> I know well, we have a, we have a 15 year old yes, son. We're right so there. we're behind, right behind you, Matt, yeah. but we're already yeah. sweating. We're like, okay, it's coming. Yeah, it's, 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 you guys going to do a great job teaching them the basics and, and fundamentals and, and just don't be in a rush. I tell them, I never met somebody for going, getting a ticket for going too slow. So go slow. You'll be all right. You know, if you go That's fast, right. you're going to get a ticket. <laughs> so just be patient for, for that because everybody, you know, when I do a lot of foundation work, every kid wants to race me. And I'm pretty sure when they get the pedal uh, for gas, they want to go fast also. But it's like, no, you don't want to do that. You just want to be to the slowest lane and let people go. And, you know, and, and, you know it's not about our kids, but also you have to you know, be aware that's why I think sports is good. Be aware in front of you, the side of you, behind you and all that stuff. As an athlete, you always have that. And then to participate kids that way is good because it kind of brings awareness to where they should be versus if they're focused on games or whatever like this, they don't even know if somebody's next to them. So mm-hmm. trying to open the horizon is very important. That's a good, excellent point. Yeah, there is a situational awareness that comes from being an athlete, uh, you know, mm-hmm. that you don't get all the time with this. <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. I mean, I think that's what, you know, I, with the foundation, even that's the, the key because, you know, you want to be moving outdoors, uh, outdoors and do activities. It doesn't have to be running, but kicking a ball or throwing a ball. Like, you know, sometimes my middle child, Fiori, likes to throw the football around or baseball and things like that. Just sometimes 
outside the electronic is very, very important. It just kind of gives you a gauge of how much it you throw, what it should be, or whether it's, it's, how it's going to land, how to catch. Coordination there, you know, I think is very important. Now, I want to know, are any of your girls interested in running? You know I had to ask that question. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, I must tell you a funny story first. Uh, and, and so we were in San Diego. Sometimes people come from Ohio or Chicago or whatever. And we go to dinner and they're like, why does it say hi to you? You know, I thought you said, don't talk to strangers. <laughs> <laughs> and I said, well, you know, having making the Olympic team or winning the New York from Boston, and I, they're runners, so they have appreciation for what I have done. So yeah, running is something that kind of, they kind of grew up to it. And my oldest has no interest. I mean, sometimes she talks about maybe the 400 or 800, maybe. My middle one, Fiori has done three half marathons already uh, wow. or walk or run or whatever. She still like to, you know, you know, Yordan is my wife and her, they like to do outdoor stuff. And then Yordan was on her own, right? She was a high school cross country runner and she done a half marathon. So we like to be outdoors. And then Johanna, the youngest one, she has interest. Um, my middle child though, Fiori, she didn't want to have to do a marathon last year when she was 13 before she turned 14 I want to do a marathon I'm like you're too young dude so I I I kind of have to talk which is kind of bad because I have to talk to her out of it but hopefully I said just you know just when you're 18 or something something we can do something together so so there's an interest that she wants to try out for high school um cross country possibly and then uh you know she's she's an outdoor person she but her, you know she wants to play football nfl football but i'm like that hurts <laughs> <laughs> well that yes. would be crazy yeah so that's, that's her passion that's her passion but uh football and she's my monday monday night football watching tv partner so yeah um, yeah my, our soccer. They, they love soccer that's what their passion is but I was a soccer player. That's my passion. But hopefully as we get older, you know, high school, they will make that trans transition. Maybe it might be soccer. My, the oldest one did make the high school soccer team. She played on as a sophomore and she might continue that way. But, you know, if they decide to do running, it'll be, it'd be fun to do something with them. Yeah. yeah. You, you know, I, we could go back and, you know, do five days of the history of Meb, right? You know, but the one thing I will ask is what was that inflection point for you around seventh grade? I think I've heard you talk about something about this before that turned maybe the passion from soccer to like, okay, let's take all that and start distance running um, and then have that go, you know, where it's gone for you. What, what was kind of that inf inflection point? Was it a, a person? Was it an incident? What, what happened there? So, you know, yeah, uh, we came as an immigrant, uh, we speak a word of English. My dad woke us up at 4.30 a.m. to learn English through the dictionary one word at a time. And that's what I have a passion for. And I understand people who run half marathon, full marathon, they get up early in the morning. You know, I'm a gifted runner, but they're not gifted runner, but they work hard. So I have respect for all the runners and understanding for that. So, but to my running, you know, my oldest brother got that most outstanding student at Roosevelt Junior High, and he got the trophy, it was you know, the size of this little thing here and, <laughs> and put on top of the TV. And my parents said, you see in America, hard work does pay off. So make sure you go get a in the classes, whether it was math, English, or art history, or physical education class. So in seventh grade PE class, Coach Duke Lord, tell the whole class to take the smile run seriously. And uh, did I take it seriously? I want to get that A and my parents expected that A and I ran as hard as I could. To get an A, you have to run 615 for, for a mile. And I get a t-shirt that says Roosevelt Junior High. And 
I wanted those two things and I ran as hard as I could. And to his surprise and, and mine, I ended up running 520. And he goes, you're going to go to the Olympics. But growing up without electricity, not having seen TV until I was 10 years old, I have no idea what the word Olympic meant. I just says, uh, T-shirt, where's my A? You know, John <laughs> yeah. And that's how it started. And I was in touch with him about a, about a month ago. I, you know, he surprised me when I was in Carlsbad, 5,000 promoting it. He came and surprised me with his wife. Uh, uh, it was great to see him have a beer with him. You know, now that you know, it was seventh grade when we first met, but we're still in touch. And uh, you know, and uh, yeah, he read my future basically. He called the high school coach, and and then I went that evening and asked my dad because I still didn't understand what the word Olympic meant. So I asked my dad, "What's the Olympics?" And it's like, uh, "What'd you do?" He's like, you know, the PE teacher said you're gonna go to the Olympics, and how fast did you run? I'm like, "I ran 5:20." He goes. Tell the truth. My dad always uh, strived to tell the truth. Says, I didn't think even your oldest brothers ran that fast. So, you know, and I said, well, that's what happened. And then he explained to me how the five ring and then also how the world gets peace and harmony every four year for a friendly competition. And the rest is history. I just wanted to make a cross country team and I wanted to make a league, be a league champion once I did that and then qualify first aid. And I remember it was very vivid when I was in uh, ninth grade I finished 25th in the state and my brothers both went to the state we finished eighth we won the county San Diego County championship and then we finished eighth at the state meet and then we're driving down I was a soccer maniac I love soccer I I have good skill for soccer but and then Jose Jose Perez my one of my teammates is Meb you're a really good soccer player but you're a better runner and then that was it I made that transition and uh, basically my all those brothers had a little bit of trouble. The soccer coach wanted them to play year-round soccer. The running coach wanted them to run, run year-round. And then they were having a little bit of uh, play time. And then I just says, you know, I overheard my dad say, my older brother, Aklilo, said, just do one and do it well. I said, well, you know what? That sounds a great idea. I'm going to choose one and do it well. And it paid out for me to be, uh, to focus on running. And, and then the rest, the, the results spoke for themselves. Yeah. And the rest is history. I mean, on, honestly, Meb, you have, transform this sport. And I mean, everyone listening knows how much you've touched the lives of not only runners, but people around the world, just your perseverance, your passion for the sport. I mean, even now, I mean, it's just like we were, uh, we live in LA. And so we were there at the 2016 Olympic trials and it was so hot that day. I mean, obviously, you know how hot it was and, and, and to see you, you know, become the oldest man to make an Olympic team and be able to watch that. And just the grit that you have, I I know you must know, but like you have such an impact on runners and people and, you know, just, I mean, I think we all can say thank you so much for everything that you continue to do for the sport. Well, it's very kind of you for me. The sport has done a lot and all my friends and, and, camaraderie are through running you know I think the sport of running is beautiful I think uh, you know it helps you kind of self-confidence it helps you unite with others you know as Nelson Mandela said uh, sports unites us more than anything else so whether you are in the front of the pack the middle of the pack or back of the pack you have respect whether somebody does a 5k you know exactly what that means you know good job well to go you know hopefully we'll see you in the 10k or hopefully we'll see you in the half marathon so there's expectation lingo that we all share and understanding and for me the sport of running and whether it's representing our country at the olympic games or or winning the boston or new york city marathon or not even win just to finish the race when you're struggling is important because 
you know, not everybody have the talent that I have and that has maximized it the best that I can, but also I struggle to those races as I talk to my book, 26 marathons and everybody can relate to those, you know, it's uh, nothing is handed to you. You know, a marathon, you gotta be patient. You gotta go through that uh, grueling good and bad times. But at the same time, when you get to that finish line, you have a gratification and understanding, Hey, I earned that. And people will respect that. And even though you're not having the best day of your life. So for me to be able to run at the 26, uh, 2016 Olympic trials and try to be the oldest guy to make the team and never give up on the dream. I, you know, I, people think I went and I didn't go to the Beijing Olympics in 2008. It was supposed to be at the peak of my career, but that's not how I want to end up my career. I, so I continue to run and show people that, Hey, even though your dreams are not coming true right away, they will happen eventually. So just don't, don't give up, be persistent, uh, perseverance. And, and, and when people say you can't do it, as long as you believe you can do it. And that's what you have to do. And, you know, for me, I always say run to win. It doesn't mean get first place by getting the best out of yourself in anything and everything that you do. And to be able to do those and be an example to others, you know, it's, it's important to me. And as, as an ambassador for the sport, I think it's a beautiful thing to let people know, hey, some people start their running when they're 50, you know, and that's okay. It's not on when or where you start, but how strong you finish. And, you know, we make mistakes and then you come back to it and you get you know, the beauty of running and give you a second chance to be the best version of yourself. Yeah, absolutely. Well, I know we have to talk about travel and about where you live, but really quickly, I want to give, I want to give some sh- you know, I want to shine a light on this really quickly because I know you're part of the Carlsbad 5000. That's coming up on May 22nd. It's such a great race. So tell us really quickly how you got involved in that and what people can expect this year at Carlsbad 5000. Well, Carlsbad 5000 is back. You know, it's been virtual for a few years. And uh, but I, I was I was into when I was in high school. I'm a part owner of that with John Smith and family. And it's, it's beautiful. I mean, it's a scenic race and uh, Carlsbad, which is about 30 miles or so out of San Diego and the fastest 5K in the world. So I always tell people, you don't have don't ignore the speed, you know, whether you want to 5K, 10K and try out something is good because it's only going to help you with your half marathon or full marathon. So look, I'll be there and uh, meeting and greeting people on, on May 20, uh, 22nd and looking forward to some familiar faces. You know, I'm no longer in San Diego, but looking forward to some, some friends and colleagues and uh, from that from that area so if you're if you're in the vicinity please i know some people have driven even from la or pasadena things like that so appreciate all the support we can get but it's a it's a beautiful event and great community involvement and looking forward to to hosting it again in person isn't this the best conversation with meb he is so cool well we just wanted to take a quick moment to shout out our sponsor inside tracker if you go to insidetracker.com slash Sweet Run, it'll take you to our personal page where you can save 25% off of everything that Inside Tracker has to offer. You just go get your blood drawn and they take care of the rest. They provide such amazing suggestions to tell you how to get on track to be your best self and be the best athlete that you can be. Use the code Sweet Run to take 25% off. And now let's get back to our conversation with Meb. All yeah, right. it is a beautiful event. We've driven down yeah. from LA and oh. we love it. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's a so great we will definitely, we'll definitely be back again. It was yeah. awesome. Now we have to transition. We're going to do a lightning round here because if we're visiting Tampa, Florida, a runner is visiting Tampa for, we want to get the most out of it. Like we get the most out of our runs. So 
let's get to it. Where's the best place to run in Tampa? The best place to run in Tampa is the Bayshore or, or Riverwalk. Those are really uninterrupted uh, path, like pack path or one walk walkways, and it's fun. It goes for you know you can go as, as long as eight ten miles nonstop, and then it's uh, spring neat next to the water. Uh, so I always appreciate that. Um, if you want soft surface, there's a little grass that that I I run all the time. So there's my footprints in there. Not many people use it, but <laughs> yeah, for the, but it's, it's fun. And then uh, yeah, I think Bayshore or Riverwalk, and then it's, it's and then there's, there's some nice neighborhoods if you're looking for shade. Sometimes when you go visit in the summer, definitely you're looking for the shade. So go around the Palmasia area or Hyde Park area to get some shades. Okay. And now when you're running next to the water, because I've seen this in Clearwater, Florida, do I have to worry about sunbathing alligators next to the next to the water? Because <laughs> I've actually seen that in a neighborhood. It scared the it scared me to death. <laughs> I, you know, at the river walk, I have seen alligator not on, on, on a little rock in the middle of the water, kind of sunbathing. But you might get a treat seeing the dolphins when you're running a bay shore at the bay. You will see dolphins play around and whatnot. So that's I love dolphins. I, I would stop every time and take a picture or a video. And then it's really neat. I, you know, if, if I, you know, I like cheetah when I'm on land, but if I'm in the ocean, dolphins are really neat. That's so nice. cool. Okay. So now we've gone on a run with Meb. We, or we either run with you or run where Through you run, footsteps. which yes. is like amazing. I'm going to come Meb and I'm going to find footsteps. your footsteps. Well, no, I'm going to call you and we're going to go on a run together. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Let's do it. Let's do it. I would love that. So yeah, now we we're hungry. We have to refuel, right? Where are you going to take us to eat? Well, you know, I like to, there's a place called Ule, if you're going to finish at the river, river walk, Ule, Ule, U-L-E-L-E, I believe. And then uh, it's good to good restaurants. There's uh, amateur works, if you like a diversity or multicultural, right by the river walk also. And there's some hotels by oh, there's, um, you know, the West End or uh, um, uh, Sweet, uh, uh, suites, I believe, is uh, where the Gaspella is held, Embassy Suites. Um, there's some restaurants right next to it if you're doing it at a hotel, but also there's one that is uh, with me and the, my daughters go to. It's called Daily Eats, Daily Eats, which is on Howard. Um, it's not too far away from Hyde, Hyde Park or Bayshore. And I love eggs. So for me, that's the place I go to and I have a lot of eggs, or their French toast is pretty good also. Ooh, All right, good. So breakfast or brunch at Daily Eats. That sounds like a great option. Do you have a dinner place that you love to go out? Dinner place? Yeah, there is. I mean, the girls, you know, it's all on my on the girl schedule. Um, Like I said, the lady is a nice place to go. And then there's, you know, if if you're with kids, there's a goody goodies, another good restaurant in the neighborhood. There's bar taco uh, that has vegetarian and other things. And there's also uh, on Swan that we've been on to is in the Hyde Park uh, village area and uh, there's a few other ones that i haven't tried yet you know if you're looking for a meat market or um uh, there's obviously a place to be if you have need a reservation is burn steakhouse is a big one that's uh, the who and who is everybody that goes through here was as president of football players and whatnot is a, a must stop uh, but she put a reservation also. And another one is uh, diversity is uh, Colombia. Colombia is a nice restaurant in Ybor City, very hip area in there. And as uh, you know, the owner is a runner and we've been there a few times and it's great to be able to just stop by there. It's a 
been there from 1905, I believe, I think. So it's been there. Oh, wow. Good one. Huge. I also think you might need a reservation for that one. Okay. <laughs> Ooh, okay. We'll We're make runners. We that. plan ahead. So, you know, if you're looking yeah. to be in town, those are the things. That's right. Sounds and good. does Meb and family have a sweet tooth? And where's your favorite dessert space? Oh, yeah. Uh, I do have sweet tooth, but I'm an ice, ice cream person, though. You know, yeah. I love I love going uh, uh, odd. Uh, what is it? Odd. Add something right in the Hyde Village as ice cream. And then you know, we like to go to Cold Stone. I mean, we don't, you know, coffee flavor. My sister Ruth kind of coffee lovers is uh, the name of the ice cream. But uh, um, add off or something. Then, uh, add, add something that is right in the Hyde Park. It's a new place just like this year. Um, we like to go there with the girls for sweet tooth. But I mean, desserts is... Uh, other places, you know, and on Bay to Bay that my wife go to, but I think I would stick with the, with the Hyde Park Village here, just for us is walking distance. And I love have ice cream. I grew up, I live in Italy for a year and a half. So if oh. I could have ice cream on a nice weather, it's what I, I like to go to. That's awesome. Good deal. Okay. So Tampa, what about like races? Um, are there any races for runners that you would recommend in the Tampa area? Yeah. In terms of races, there's the uh, Gasparilla Distance Classic uh, that has anything, something for everybody. There's no marathons in uh, in Tampa yet, but there's a 15K half marathon, 8K, which is about 4.9 miles, and then also a 5K, something for everybody. That's usually on the middle of February or toward the end of February, uh, Gasparilla Distance Classic. And I have done the half marathon and the 8K myself, but then there's, it's a challenge. And then everybody, some people do all of it. <laughs> so 5K, oh. 8K, so two-day thing and the half marathon and the full marathon. Okay. All right. That sounds like okay. fun. I don't know if I'm going to do all of them, yeah, but pick I'll pick one. one. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's something for everybody. You know, if you're looking for speed, do the 5K. If you're looking for challenge yourself, do the half marathon or the 15K and you know, and then, but, and then the AK is a good time to say, Hey, I want to get a little bit more than a five. It's a good way to do it, but you can do one or any of them. Yes. What about running stores? I know so many people shop online, but do you have a favorite running store in Tampa? Well, I'm pretty sure there are a few. Uh, I think fit run is one of them that we've seen, but you know, the girls are into soccer. So We've been going to Dick Sporting quite a bit of times. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> something, something for everybody there for sure. And uh, um, but yeah, I mean, there's one in Clear uh, um, uh, St. Pete. There's a running shoe store there. Uh, good friend of mine that owns it, so it's good to uh, be able to go there. And in fact, you know, we we have run the elliptical together. And I was thinking of stopping there sometime, maybe just give up some of my all stuff to what we can do over there as sales. <laughs> oh, that's nice oh, when it's your oh, friend too. And you can, yeah. yeah, I yeah. love that. And now besides the dolphins uh, along the water, is there anything that you should definitely do or see before you leave Tampa? And if it's the dolphins, then that's cool too. Yeah. I mean, if you can see the dolphins, it's good. You know, they're less intimidated and then uh, <laughs> the alligators. <laughs> but uh, I mean, you know, it's for me, uh, we've been to uh, Bush Garden as a family. That's what we have done. So that's a lot. Of, we kind of enjoy the rides there. And I think it's fun. Um, but, you know, the Hyde Park area or the Riverwalk are pretty peaceful places to just kind of mose around and find a place to eat and dine. And, you know, in, in, especially in, at night times are really nice places to stop by. Um, but yeah, I think uh, that's in terms of must do is I think, like I said, it's probably the people say, 
is that Burn Steakhouse is is a place to kind of hang out. I guess if you can get a reservation in. But in terms, of, I think uh, Bush Garden is probably the other one that people we've been doing as a family. Yeah. Okay. okay. Yeah, Tampa is. It's a. I'm sure it feels different than San Diego. I mean, like, do you do you have a favorite now? I mean, or or do you find that Tampa is really your home now? Uh, uh, <laughs> that's a tough question. No, I mean, I, I grew up in San Diego. San Diego is going to be home for, for a long time. You know, I still love being here in Tampa with families and, uh, and do things, but, you know, most of my memories as a, you know, seventh grade and on or sixth grade and on then being able to ride bikes around or taking the buses or drive around. And I know my way shortcuts and one where to go. And, you know, there's, you know, there's a lot of great stuff, soft surfaces, that I could like Bubba Park, Mission Bay Park, uh, some some many favorite restaurants that I have dined in, like the Mission Breakfast Place, and pretty awesome places to be able to do that. And uh, I think you know, you know, I, I'm welcomed here, obviously, but also uh, you know, San Diego still still has a special place in my heart. You know, you, LA is cool. You know, I haven't gone to UCLA, but I didn't do much. I was so focused on my academics and athletic. I didn't have. I didn't have much social life when I was at UCLA, but, uh, you know, uh, Southern, Southern California is pretty special. And, and the, the big difference is probably the weather. The weather is, you know, if you, you can get up two o'clock in the afternoon, go still go for a run in California here. You got to wait till the evening and hopefully we'll cool down a little bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. for sure. Well, we, we love to wrap up by asking our guests the last question, which is, okay, Meb, we know you've traveled all over the world. Might be tough. But if you could run anywhere in the world, where would it be and why? That's a tough question, but I have to choose San Diego. I mean, that's like for me, I've been San Diego's home and it's great place. The water, like Mission Bay Park, seeing the water, not interrupted. It's awesome. Year round. You can go any time of the year, any time of the day. You know, uh, obviously, I, I used to say people, where would you like to visit? I've been to Stockholm, Sweden, running next to the canals and people, you know, take a uh, towel or sheet and then have a really nice romance candle and cheese and wine and what not candle but cheese and wine and hang out you can see that also pretty pretty cool but i don't know if i want to be there in the winter you know <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> so yeah i mean it's this the world's big and there's many different things but for me uh even even you know mammoth, because i spent so much time that i can mammoth lakes is a beautiful thing in the summer and obviously mm-hmm. the winter is a ski resort but to be able to just run a 9,000 next to the water and hang out there afterwards, have, you know, take your breakfast or lunch uh, sandwiches and hang out there. So the view is incredible, but uh, you know, everybody had different things. If you like the mountains or you like the oceans or, you know, or hiking some remote areas is pretty awesome. So whatever you have your flavor for this, the, the earth is beautiful. Go enjoy it. Oh, absolutely. Great, great it, words. Such great words. And it's even better on a run. Yes, absolutely. I mean, that's yeah. the beauty of running. Uh, you know, you can, you know, I, you know, when I was a, you know, when I turned pro and going to Europe, I used to do the uh, hop on hop off buses, you know, but running and, or biking will take you some places that those where you drive. Oh, that's pretty. But when you go for a run around this little nice canals or neighborhoods, you will, you will, that's, that's, that's beautiful. And especially on sunset or sunrise, it's going to capture some something that you would never see on when you were on a car the two, two the, your two feet will take you some special areas yeah that's what i always say meb there's nothing like running i mean i feel like when we travel it's always a run it's always a run because Somewhere. you're right like you will see some 
really beautiful things about the the place where you are that are unique that you would never see in a car. Yeah, in a bus. And yeah. I and I that's what I love about running. One of the things I love about running. So, yeah. so now yeah, there's. Oh, go ahead. No, it's neat. I mean, you are able to you know narrow roads or only a bike, or you can go through it, and then you're like, oh. If, if I wasn't here for running, I would not have been able to see it. And that's what the beauty of business running is, you know, even having done track and field, uh, you can run around the track, you can go to Copenhagen, beautiful place or Sweden or Brussels, but then you go to run to dining restaurants or whatever it is. And, and you, you get to see that. Whereas if you were just a track athlete, you would never have experienced that or other sports, but business running, that's where it is a little bit more unique and also uh, appreciated in in a way that hey if I wasn't a distance runner this would not definitely would not have been possible and that's uh, uh, priceless you know and it, it will take you to the destinations that you never thought would be possible even you know bridges and you can go even in Tampa here there's a ballast point and I always go there and pray personally so it's a little, just a little thing where you can just stick on your feet and it's very unique you know sometimes you have to know local to know that but at the same time you can go to other places it's like kayaking, you know, you go to kayak and, and you're like, wow, this is a different view than I thought when I was on land. So, and that's the perspective that distance running will give you. Absolutely. Uh, well, I have two things before we wrap things up. First, I want to say oh, happy, yeah. birthday. happy birthday. You know, your birthday is coming up in a couple of days. So we wanted to wish you a happy birthday, Meb. <laughs> Ooh, that's uh, I, I stop counting nowadays. You know, my man, I got the same haircut as you. You know, yep, 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 yep that's right. Are you gonna tell us your age? We can um, look it up. We can look it up. I'll, I'll be forty-seven, so I still enjoy running. I still, you know, but I appreciate the kind words and uh, uh, Cinco de Mayo. It's kind of hard to forget people. You know, people celebrate my birthday, and but yeah, no, it's uh. I look forward to it. I'll be uh, on the road with my daughter's soccer games this weekend. So it'll be, be a lot of fun. So now with the Cinco de Mayo birthday, do you do like margaritas and tacos every year <laughs> for your birthday? I was too serious. I'm an athlete. No, I did not. But I'm going to start enjoying that now, probably. You know, but, you know, this opportunity, I guess, in San Diego is a little bit more bigger than somewhere else. Yeah. But no, it just... Even on my birthday, I remember sometimes I was so much in training, we would have fruit as a cake, you know, fruit cake instead of having that sugar. And by now I'm, I'm all about the dessert. I have, like I said earlier, I have a sweet tooth, so <laughs> I'm going to definitely enjoy that. Good. Good That's deal. awesome. Well, I, I also wanted to say, so I don't know if you remember us. So we met you, it's been a couple of years ago at one of your, it was a book event in LA and you were, it was, I forgot. Santa what Monica. It was at in the, Santa Monica. At the little theater at the high school. Uh, and you were just you and one guy on stage and you were talking and we. We got to meet you, you and Howie and we have a mutual friend. Two, by the way. Two? Devin. Oh yeah. Okay. Two. So, well, the first friend, you and Jessica Graham ran together at UCLA and she is my really good friend that I've known for forever. And so I love that we have that connection. I don't know if you remember that, but <laughs> I remember, I remember the faces and I remember talking about Jessica. Yeah, I know she, Jessica's awesome. She's my big sister that I, when I was at UCL, I should took care of me. And then I yeah. just, you know, I haven't spent much time with her and her husband, Pablo in San Diego, they're in San Diego now. And she has done amazing thing uh, with, as a professor at UCSD. And she was trying mm -hmm. to get me out. Uh, hey, we need to, Get you there as a coaching job. <laughs> I connected with my sister there, but yeah, no, Jessica's awesome. I remember 
I want to say my 21st birthday or 20th birthday, going to her parents' house as a surprise. We dressed up in a, in a suit and whatever else. <laughs> Some fun memories with her and my teammates at UCLA was a lot of fun. And I always, you know, uh, yeah, it was, it was a lot. Jessica's awesome. Big sister. Yeah. And then she, she's, she's amazing. Yeah. And Bahagi, my sister, who's very close to her as well. Yeah, and it, uh, and it turns out the guy I ran on uh, in high school with was your chiropractor for a while, Devin Young. Oh, that I did not know that now. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Great guy. So y- you were in high school with him? Yeah, we went to high school. He ran like the mile and two mile in cross country. I did the 200 and 400. And so the, we crossed paths when I, we had to do longer workouts with the, the distance team. And so... And we, you know, we, and he's been on the podcast or no, he's been, we've interviewed him like in a newsletter and, and all this stuff. And he's been, you know, he's been a great guy. And in 2016, we were both downtown LA and we were kind of, you know, on Facebook, I'm going to be downtown. At the, you're going to be here. Is there, and, and I was like, I hadn't seen him in like 20 years because we were down there watching you. Watching you. Yeah. <laughs> That's crazy. Yeah. You know, Dr. Devin Young and Dr. Jessica Graham, mm-hmm. they, yeah. I had achievers of friends, you know, and uh, yeah, wonderful people. And, you know, and Devin has been a great friend for a long time uh, when I was in Mammoth Lakes and yeah. he's, he's gonna, he's gone above and beyond to help me with my career. Um, um, he was able to, you know, chiropractor obviously and muscle testing and he, he worked on me before the trials and then he worked great people great guy him and another guy named Gino Cinco also they would make a time for me to come to my house I would drive from Mammoth to San Diego see them for like an hour at my house I could spend time with the kids and then I had red eye flight and so they would work on me and that and then get one so that's what I was talking about it takes a village to raise a child and there's been so many people that had so much contribution to my success they behind the scenes, you know, and yeah, phenomenal, phenomenal person. And yeah, I, uh, I didn't see him the last time I was, but you know, Devin's a great guy. And, yeah. and, uh, you know, he went to Houston with, for the trials, he worked on me and all that stuff. Oh, so wow. that's, yeah, a lot of great people. I'm glad he had him on the newsletter. He, you know, he's, and, um, yeah, just great people who, who, who want to help others. That's, that's the story of them. Yeah. yeah. So now of all the places, there's so many places to find Meb where is the best landing place or starting point to find all things Meb? Well, I'm, I'm a, physically, I'm in Tampa. Uh, you know, for those of you who don't know, marathonmeb.com. And if you can support the books and the foundation, mebfoundation.org is also huge. Uh, but yeah, I mean, I am, you know, run about eight, nine o'clock in the morning. I'm very sure. <laughs> <laughs> Where, where I am and uh, but I you will see me in the marathons and uh, whether it's New York or Boston Marathon all other races and you know just special thing that has happened on the Boston Marathon uh, last minute uh, I got a text from uh, Henry Richard who is the parent of Martin Richard who passed away during the during the bombing and he said hey Henry we became good friends and I met him in 2014 two days before so before I won the race and I said hey there's anything that I can ever do to help, please let me know. And he's, you know, I ran for the Martin Richard Foundation in 2018 at the brutal Boston rainy oh, weather. Man. And uh, and ever since we, you know, Denise and Jane, his sister and Henry became good friends and keep in touch. And 
Henry was doing his first Boston Marathon. And I said, hey, if nobody has been designated to put a medal around his neck, I'd be an honor for me to put him on. And just organic. And, you know, today, two, three days before did that. And what a great it is to see them, you know, uh, Henry as a grown man now, to be able to dedicate that race for his family and for his younger brother. So, mm-hmm. you know, you, you, you know, I was going to put a medal around his neck, but I'm like, tell my people, John and Howie and others who work with me. I was like, give me about 15, 20 medals because, People are gonna see me, and I want. I don't want to say I'm. I'm saving this one for Henry, so I put those in my pocket. But the other ones, they kept refilling, and you know, and it's amazing. That's the unification of what running does. When they see you, they might be tired. They run 26.2 miles, but when they see you, they have that little spark of energy, and 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 they tell you they want to tell you stories how I met them or where they were when I won the Boston Marathon and things like that or the Olympics. And then to put a, a medal around their neck is pretty touching, and they will tell you even you know how it has changed their life, just seeing the inspiration or about my story. And to put that matter, they, they teary eyes sometimes. They're not expecting it. So when you do, when you least expect it, it is pretty, pretty powerful what people tell you. And, you know, runners are very humble and also trustworthy. And they will tell you, hey, this is my last marathon. I'm going to start doing my t- chemo or I'm doing this. We can honor on my mom. So it's that open. And and it's, it's a beautiful thing. I feel grateful for the for the running community for giving me the opportunity to share my story, but also hear their stories. Cool. You know, I will say, I have to say this, Meb, when in 2014, you know, the whole running, the, the world, but especially the running world was riveted by what had happened with the bombings. And honestly, we were all glued to the TV watching the Boston Marathon. And when you came down Boylston and we all knew you were going to win, we were all crying. I mean, it was like the most moving moment, I think, in the history of distance running. I mean, one of. And when you crossed and and broke the tape, it was like it was like redemption. You know, it was like, we cannot be broken. Right. I mean, this terrible thing has happened and so many lives were, you know, changed forever, but like you brought us all back together and unified in that moment. I mean, I I know that had to be a pivotal moment for you as well. Well, it's a small piece part of it, but I feel grateful and honored to lead the 36,000 people who want to have in person. I wish if it was more, there would be more people, but there's a registration was 36,000, but they want to do something positive. I just was, you know, God, God has selected me to be that person. It's not because I was the fastest guy or the strongest guy that day, but I had the, my heart was in the right place to write the victim's name and to just draw inspiration and the strength from them, as you saw, getting to the last mile or last 600 meter was very close and nerve wracking for all of us. I'm, I'm willing to hold it off, but, you know, coming on boys and to just to cross and say, God, give me the strength of the victims and the energy of the, the electrifying. I mean, sometimes I look at this, this pictures, how deep people came down to support, not only the just runners, but resilience to show redemption that this will stay here forever. And, we're not gonna we're not gonna scale back and Bostonians showed up in a big way and what a thrill of a lifetime for me to be able to just lead the you know the 36,000 people and in person and others on to inspire them to start running and and to do the cross where the bombing happened and to come across the finish line I mean you know you have a dream and go for yourself but not always the dreams come reality you know if I had for me to win the Boston Marathon should have, to this day, I say it should have happened in 2006. That's when I was the fittest. That's when I was like, but I made mistakes. I went too early and, 
that was it. But my heart was in the right place. And I'm grateful for all the people that helped me and doing the small things. Sometimes you do the small things that make a big difference. And the stretching, the ice bath, the nutrition, the, you know, the risk reward of the, you know, 5K to go at the Olympic Games in 20, 2004. I said, that's a long way. I can't make that move yet. You know, you wait. But then here you are at the Boston Marathon in 2014, 21 miles from the finish line. You're making a move because something inside of you told you, do it now. And then it's mm-hmm. like, that's a long way. But it was a calculated risk and a risky. But I just said, hey, it's a redemption. And if they're going to catch me, I'm going to make them earn it. And guess what? The crowd sometimes carries you through and what a thrill of a lifetime to be able to chant USA, USA, come to the finish line. I feel blessed and it's, it's the most meaningful. And my purpose on earth was that. I mean, for me, that's what I felt like that seventh grade that I ran 520 miles, but changed life later on to be, you know, you know, you have special connection with the running community over, over that getting a in the classes where it all started, but here we are at the Boston Marathon and the year after the bombing win in the Boston Marathon. Wow. It's, sometimes you have to pinch yourself. And I know it was a big deal when, you know, President Barack Obama called me the next day or so. Mm. So I'm like, oh, wait a minute. This oh is my like, God. This is a <laughs> so Huge. I, you know, we were, I didn't, you know, what do you say to, you know, and I knew it was big. You know, there was people from uh, Jack from uh, Alabama. They actually, I had my silver medal with me. I had my New York medal with me. And then they prayed may you carry the country with you for the victory next tomorrow. And they prayed for that and to come that. And so there's behind the scenes that had happened and what a joy and, and to get a call from the president of the United States and say, job well done. And, and, and it was, I guess, it, you know, you kind of, it's your job to be the best that you can, you know, but, and then you get that call. You're like, uh, I guess it was a big deal. Other than that, I just did what I try to do every day and to get the best out of myself and help and encourage others to get that optimize their, their talent. And, and when he said, you know, I was nervous. I'm like, what should I say? You know, he's going to speak to me. I was like, and, I said, hey, Mr. President, how are you? He's like, oh, I'm fine. I just wanted to say congratulations, job well done. And, and then he kept going and he says, you know, I, I took it personal because I was, before the bombing, I was left the bombing five minutes prior. Otherwise, I was, I, I had an appointment. That's why I left. Otherwise, I, I was there for four plus hours watching my fellow runners come across the finish line. And so, and he said, we'll be in touch. And then I'm like, now you're sounding like a politician, but <laughs> you know, he was, he was meant to his words and he invited me and a guest, which I took my wife to the U.S. and African leaders summit. And we had dinner with him and Michelle, first lady, Michelle Obama at the head table with them. And president Jimmy Carter was there and, you know, talking about fitness and training and how I was able to pull that victory for all of us. So it was uh, the Boston Marathon was a monumental victory, not only for me, but for the for the running community and also a broader audience. I can't think of a more deserving person to receive that phone call than you. Yeah, you absolutely. Of course, Barack Obama wanted to talk to yeah. you. I mean, yes, it's an honor to talk to the president of the United States, obviously. But I mean, gosh, it must have been an honor for him to talk to you. Yeah. Really, honor was mine. The honor was mine. You know, it just, <laughs> yeah. you know, the funny thing is, is you know, um, we watched so much of the debate and things like that. And then, you know, my, daughter, my daughters were young, so you know, <laughs> we call you know, we're watching the TV and we'll call them, hey, you know, uh, 
that's how by Obama, which means Uncle Obama. <laughs> you watching Uncle Obama, whatever. So you know, watching watching him on the on the TV, and uh, you know, this is when he was campaigning, and then obviously, you know, it was it was pretty cool to be able to, you know, you know, see him become a president, and and also, you know, I think he did a great job, uh, and to be able to meet him a couple of times as an Olympian in 2012, and then 2016, and. I didn't have the fun, the good finish at the 2016 Olympics, but I fell. I, I stopped seven times. I finished the race. And then I had that. I don't know if you guys remember, I split fall at the end. And to, and, and you did the push ups. And I did the push up. Of course, I, Meb, I remember probably every moment of like the amazing races that you've done. I was like glued watching. And I remember you had had GI distress. Weren't you really sick? And the, yeah, and- no, the heat hive got to me, you know, it was just the humidity, the humidity got to me and I just, you know, it was a heat hive and then I just, but I was going to USA Jersey, everybody would get quiet when I stop and then they, when I start running and they start cheering on and then I'm like, finally, I'm at the finish line, I made it through and then I fell and I'm like, the, the audience went quiet. So I'm like, I gotta let them know I'm okay. I'm just yeah. going to do push-ups. I did three push-ups for the <laughs> girls. And then everybody, like, yeah, you know. And then, you know, when I went to visit the White House and President Barack Obama and First Lady Michelle Obama were like, how great to see you not give up and, you know, to have your daughters at the finish line, you know, because if I could have stopped and that would not have happened, even though, you know, I fell and slipped and was on live TV, I was, it was embarrassing. But at the same time, you got to, you got to just do the push-ups and, and move, you know, and move forward. Do the appreciate it because you got to that finish line and the person remember that and be able to talk about it and and it was pretty awesome. That is so That's awesome. Cool. Now, I, people now people the push-up when they see me at the finish line. I was like, <laughs> <laughs> oh hey Meb, we have a push-up challenge going on at our house right now. Oh. You want to? They're up to full. forty-nine tonight. Tonight's fifty-one. We started yeah. at fifteen. We've added two every day until we get to seventy-five. Um, so yeah, my son and I, and, and it's been great because I'm doing, I'm not doing yeah. 50 yet, but I am, I'm doing them. Yeah. So we're all, so pushups are the, the running and the pushups are what kind of unites our house. Right. Yeah. <laughs> got to get pumped up. I say, I got to get my 51 today. Got to. That, that's, that's right. right. Yep. That's right. I watched the round table that you just did with Mary Kane and, and, you know, some of the other runners that you had for the run the round table conversation. I just want to, can you tell us really quickly, like how that came about and what was, you know, the premise, like kind of what, what was the purpose? What did you guys really talk about? And, um, in that conversation, you know, it's, uh, Liam and Zakia who work with how we management, we thought, you know, how do we do different, you know, bring people to, to be raw, you know, to just kind of understand each other, respect each other, hear us out everybody way you can. And we just decided to have a dinner and, you know, invite people, you know, it was sold out quickly, uh, but, you know, it was nice and intimate. And then we did a video to be able to kind of see what it went, you know, it was beautifully done. You know, sometimes you wonder if the video is going to do justice to organic, how it was. And, but yeah, I mean, uh, Zakia and Liam and John and Howie and I were able to do that and just to bring people together to talk about some tough issues, you know, and, and how we have appreciation for that. And, you know, we all struggle at some point or another and things like that, but you see the perfect picture all the time. And here we are now to, to get the perspective of different audience who are influencers in a big way and what the challenges were. So to have that for, for me and start, and it was awesome, you know, to be able to just share, 
my perspective of you know whether it's somebody some of the hot topic was like sacrifice yeah i sacrificed a lot but then for somebody else was well you're running it's not really a sacrifice it's just an opportunity that you have to maximize so to get that perspective from the women's from minorities from others to be able to was was pretty 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 dif- different uh, opinions to having the same table and discuss and hopefully we can do that again sometime and you know some people flew from Colorado the lady for for that wanted and, and Donna and then there was some musician there it was just different perspective uh, not just athletes it was it was a uh, it was pretty cool and some photographer and Johol was there from a fitness perspective and things like that and so yeah I mean it was a awesome good time but at the same time you know, kind of let's, let's respect each other, understand each other, and hopefully we're trying to do a positive environment for everybody and respect. Yeah. Well, thank you. Well, Meb, thank, thank you, you so, so much. much. This has been an honor and a pleasure. I can't and wait to like hang out sometime. I, and, I don't know. Do we'll all. have to like come to Tampa or and we'll meet in San it. Diego or something That'd and hang fun. out. That'd be fun. That'd be fun. Yeah. Yeah. It'll be good to see you guys again. I remember meeting you guys at places, uh, but good to be with you. And thanks for taking the opportunity to share my story. Thank yes. You so thank much, you so man. much. Talk to you yeah. soon. Thanks. Bye. 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 Meb Kofleski, thank you so much for joining us on the show. From that first t-shirt to the Olympics, New York City and Boston Marathon wins, you always make your success about the family and friends that got you there. And it's that same spirit of family and the love for running to enjoy Tampa the Kofleski way. We'll make sure to be up early in the morning before the sun and humidity take over, enjoying the shoreline paths, taking in the dolphins, and sampling all the great food around town. Now that he's retired, we can actually keep up with Meb at MarathonMeb.com. A big thanks again to our sponsor, Inside Tracker. Use the code SWEETRUN to take 25% off of everything they have to offer. Use it for yourself or an awesome gift. A big thanks to our friends at Inside Tracker. Are you guys enjoying this Sweet Run podcast? We would love it if you would take a moment to leave us a rating and review on Apple Podcasts or any platform that you listen to our show on. It would help us to get our content out to new listeners and help to grow our show. Go ahead and push the button. Leave us a rating and review. We would so appreciate it, and we appreciate you guys. Join us next week for another great conversation with an awesome runner living in a great location. We'll see you then. We will see you then.